Hello and welcome to this episode of Read Play Game, where we look at tabletop role-playing games from every side of the table. I'm Levitation Enlow, and I'm the rules lawyer for today. I'm Emma Skaggs, and I will be playing today. I'm Anish Pinamaraju, and I will be playing today. I'm Michael Sparks, and I will be playing today. And I'm Tori Jewell, and I'll be playing today. This episode is once again going to be one of those where we kind of have a hybrid read-play episode. Uh, There might be a little bit more of a distinction with this one, uh, depending on how much time we record for. But uh, if it's your first time tuning in, normally we'd talk through the rules and character creation in a read episode, then get into the gameplay in a separate play episode. But this time, the character creation is the gameplay. But we will still be giving an overview of the game before we get into that. Uh, Today, we are going to be looking at Single Unique Power, or SUP, as it's referred to off. I don't know if, I guess we could also say SUP, I think. We're going to say SUP. SUP, yeah. Nothing much. SUP dogs. With you. Uh, It is a cast-creating, world-building game designed by Tyler Crumrine at Possible Worlds Game. Nope. It's not a singular game. I don't know. Okay, we're tired. (laughs) (laughs) It's... it's 9.40 9.40 in the morning, and we're, and we're here. It is a cast-creating, world-building game designed by Tyler Crumrine at Possible Worlds Games, because they've got plenty of games over there. Um, what? what it's, I, I said world, I said singular, or I said singular game before, but it's Possible Worlds Games, because they've got a lot There's of them, not just games. one. Anyway. We're going to re-record but, this. <laughs> single <laughs> unique... Unlimited, <laughs> unlimited games, or unlimited bacon, but no game. <laughs> single, okay. Single unique power is a game I des- Did you say I designed? <laughs> we have to. We have to clean start this entire section. We gotta okay. eradicate it. <laughs> Let's pause recording. No, no, no. Take five. Wait, That's too I much go work. For a walk. I'm kidding. Uh, Single Unique Power is a game that was designed in, I believe, 2021 as part of the Possible Worlds RPG series, which is a collection of six games, including uh, Wishless, Dating.Sim, Scene Thieves, Grandpa's Farm, and Hounds. Uh, Tyler designed these games to be accessible and digestible, uh, hopefully able to be played by anyone, that including uh, that anyone, including his brother, who, as Tyler puts it, doesn't have time for complex players' handbooks, and doesn't own any weird dice. Hmm. So it aims to bring out creativity in people without getting bogged down by uh, a lot of collect- complex mechanics, uh, you know, in some of those larger, like, textbook-like uh, like RPGs that can sometimes get confusing. And it seems like to design a game like that, you probably need a pretty good understanding of the those bigger games like that, which makes sense, considering Tyler has a lot of uh, extensive experience in game design. Which... When I first found it was what actually attracted me to it. I found it in a, in a game shop over in San Francisco. Uh, and it was just this, 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 uh, this little, this little notebook. It's so compact. And so like, it's, it's just this, this cute little notebook that can uh, fit in your pocket, as they say. Um, it reminded me of like Blue's Clues, <laughs> which is why, why I picked it up. Uh, I mean, that's not the other, it looked cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I was also I was also drawn to its very unique art style uh, because it's unique exactly, power? and I think I think all the art on all of them is done by uh, Eric Lied. I think it, like it, uh, they've all got sort of a cohesive design. Um, but uh, yeah, the layout is very easy on the eyes and very very uh, very very well organized, which is great because literally like the play of the game is put in like bullet points and stuff that, that I'm actually using for when we're playing it to, to organize it very, very simply. So uh, it's very easy to follow and very fun. But I think the thing that makes this game the absolute perfect game for us in particular is that Tyler comes from a theater background. Theater. Yes, hey. theatrical yes. background. Mm-hmm. He's even been consulted as a uh, theater and RPG expert for the Kennedy Center in DC. Uh, which I'm very curious about because I would love to know. Yeah, yeah, Michael's in DC. <laughs> you should go. You should go check out the Kennedy Center and whatever RPGs they've got going on. Um, <laughs> so I'm very excited to to hopefully learn more about that. But uh, 
That being said, I don't think we'll have any problems playing his games uh, besides perhaps the uh, quote unquote problems we ran into when playing the ground, the ground itself, where we were uh, had had almost too many ideas and went on for hours. But good problem to have. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to listeners. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, the game itself uh, for the theming of it is inspired by. what is it? The the one person, one power trope, which is pieces of media like, um, you know, various different anime like My Hero Academia, One Piece, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, even, I think, with like stands and then like X-Men. Uh, so it's each person has a single unique power. Yes. So like, like Hunter, Hunter. Each- I was yes, Hunter, Hunter. I thought one person, one power meant that one person, that it was only one person who had the like power but that makes more sense no yeah yeah like hunter, each, each person gets a power yeah hunter hunter is also listed here uh as one of the examples so it's i, mean, it's, I guess it's much more i was very common in anime but it's it's a trope that you could you could argue for all, even a lot of different uh pieces of media but um yeah the whole point is that a diverse, a diverse cast of characters each with very distinct and sometimes very creative powers uh so Collectively, we're going to create not only that world where the superpower, uh, the supernatural powers are real, but we will create our own cast of those characters to inhabit it. Uh, so let's get started uh, Woo. to play. Here's a list of things we'll need, which we, we all have with us. Uh, we have two or more players, so you can play this with, I assume, up to as many people as you want, though for each player, there's a certain amount of... Uh, preparation you have to do in the game. So it probably would take, as you add a player, it takes probably exponentially more time. I don't know though. Um, But we have four people playing today. Uh, We have three six-sided dice, writing utensils, a stack of note cards, uh, and a pot for collecting and mixing cards, such as a hat or bowl. We don't have those last couple things because we're playing digitally. However, there are- I was gonna say our hat is the Google Doc. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yes. Our our uh, there are alternative rules for playing online, so we'll be using a Google Doc uh, with different colors and stuff. Uh, Lay tip for our <laughs> what? Lay tip because it's a hat. Tori, <laughs> <laughs> that was one of uh... Lay tip the Cookie Monster flat brim. I really I really appreciate um, your commitment. To these moments where you can see that nobody's getting it yet, but we will. We'll catch up to you. Think. You know. And <laughs> I'm <laughs> um, right back with you. Uh, so yeah, if you want to play with friends but you don't live with them, feel free to uh, or, or live near them. You can uh, use their uh, their useful useful lay tips for. <laughs> For online play. (laughs) For online play. Uh, Anyway, the game, as it lists, is powered by, Michael, get ready, Sparks. Hey. (laughs) So we're going to start the game. It's played in two rounds. The first round is about the setting building part. But to begin the the start of the game, uh, we are going to be generating Sparks. A spark is a one-word prompt used to inspire creativity. Sparks can be nouns, verbs, adjectives, or any other kind of word. You can bring them into a game pre-planned, come up with them on the spot, pull pull words I spy style from your surroundings, or randomly selected words by flipping through a nearby book. Sparks always need to be real words, regardless of of their meaning or language. If another player asks you to define a spark, you should be able to do so. So what I'm going to have you guys do here is all text me individually. Oh. Uh, because oh. They're, you're supposed to sort of write down four of them. It's four per player. Uh, and they get put into a deck and they randomly generated. Uh, we, we randomly draw them. There are alternative stuff for online play, but I like the use of the random ge- uh, number generator. Because when we played it in person, we had a little bowl of them. Mm. Is, this, is this like Mad Libs? I've heard of Mad Libs before. In a way, I think it's closer to Fishbowl than Mad Libs. Yeah, Fish or okay. or what's what's the other name for it? Monikers. Monikers. Yeah. yeah, that's a game that we we as friends play a lot. So this will be uh, quite fit. also a game that we as friends and also theater people play. <laughs> <laughs> so we're generating sparks. Okay, yes, should be mine. very easy for you. 
That happened to me about 25 I mean, just years ago. Four? Uh, yeah, just I send four mind. separate words to me. And I'll be numbering each one of you. The order that we have on this document is Emma, Tori, Michael, Anish. So we'll use that. And so Emma will be one, Tori two, Michael three, Anish four. And then back over again. Yes. These are some good words, Emma. Thank you. I like them a lot. Uh, if you need inspiration for words, I can give you some of the examples that they have. Uh, and these are going to be used. Uh, it's not really that important that you know what they're used for, but I mean, we, we can all know the, the rules of the game. They're going to be used to uh, get ideas for power sources. And also eventually they're going to be like single word inspirations for the powers for the characters. Uh, so if you want fire powers in your setting, make sure you use the word fire as a spark. Conversely, if, if spiders gross you out, don't contribute the word spider as a spark. It will come up because we're going to use all of these. Um, Tori, I'm also a fan of your words. And Michael, your first word. Wow. I like it. <laughs> no. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of fun yeah, words. Yeah, uh, one thing is uh, players will give each other a variety of keywords from which to spin characters. Each player has the creative freedom to interpret these prompts however they like, provided that the, provided that the characters fit within a larger collaboratively made setting. Some of these prompts will be easier to interpret than others, and that's always encouraged. Oh, always, and that's intended. Asking fellow players for help is always encouraged. So if you need any uh, any inspiration. I did do a Mad Lib, not Mad Libs, an I Spy kind of vibe. I don't know <laughs> if you realize that. That it rhymes? My... No, like I just looked around the room. Oh. I have a question. Yep. Can a spark be two words? Nope. Only one. Yeah, it says four one words. Each player writes down four one word sparks. A compound word, I'm sure, is fine. And uh, for listeners, if you're playing this in person, what this will be, instead of texting them to someone, you'll be uh, writing them down on little the index cards or pieces of paper that you have and folding them and putting them into the bowl. Another kind of logistics question for the day. Mm -hmm. Are you playing today or are you just guiding us through? No, I'm just guiding you guys through. Cool. So I was like, you saw all the words. Yeah, that's that's why. Um, just to have... Because normally uh, you you wouldn't really have someone yeah, who is... Yeah, no, that's super helpful. I am just acting as the deck. wouldn't be a rules deck. lawyer. Yes. Levitation. So while we generate our um, our sparks, we will take a quick break and come right back. Thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, I'm just jumping in here again to talk about a couple things before we move on with the episode. First, we'd like to extend our thanks towards uh, Tyler Crumrine at Possible Worlds Games for designing this game, since we had such a blast playing it. You can find the game at possibleworldsgames.com alongside the rest of the games in the Possible Worlds RPG, all of which are very affordable, accessible, and all worth taking a look at. Tyler is even launching a brand new game on Kickstarter on February 5th called The Details of Our Escape, which is actually an RPG that uses dominoes, which sounds really, really cool. Uh, so we're definitely going to be checking that out ourselves, and you definitely should too. We are also extremely excited to announce that we're going to be releasing an episode with Tyler as a guest later this month as part of our game discussion. We had such a great conversation with him, and we think it will be very valuable to... Uh, players and writers alike, whether you're trying to learn more about the process developing games or just really like hearing about games. Uh, so be sure to stay up to date with the single Unique Power episodes because they are uniquely fun. Uh, we are once again thankful to you all for continuing to listen and share the podcast as well as rating it if you like it. Uh, we also appreciate all of the game suggestions you've sent and have added them to our list. Please keep them coming by messaging us on social media or emailing them to readplaygamepod at gmail.com. I think that's it, so we can now jump back into the episode. All right, uh, we've got our sparks, so let's go into the next section of the game. What we, uh, the, the first thing we're going to do with the sparks is we are going to define what our power sources are Please. for this world. So now each of you is going to draw, quote unquote, draw one spark. 
Um, and that's going to be one of our options for what the source of power in this. When we say like power source, think like uh, in JoJo, like the stand arrow, like like it's how people get the powers or like where the powers come from. Or I think in one piece, it's like a fruit or something. Is that right? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Devil fruit. And then I guess, I guess in like X-Men, like they're mutants. So like, like it can be anything. Yeah. Uh, so I will give each of you your sparks. So first, Emma, your spark is, you get the word clothing. And do I say it now? Or uh, should I hold it in my head and be thinking about it? Uh, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll be discussing through all of them. When we're, like with the ground itself, it's collaborative, but there's a person who's kind of like the, the pitcher for each idea, mm -hmm. you know? For this, is it is it purely discussion based, or is the person who drew the card the pitcher, and we're each going to have to do a pitch? Yeah, let me let me give an example uh, that they list. Four players draw the sparks: uh, silk, coal, silence, and blessing. The group decides coal is the most interesting to them and starts there. Gotcha. And then they suggest, you know, one person suggests they could somehow be derived from like magical coal, et cetera, et cetera. Cool. Uh, they. They, they have all these ideas. After discussing possibilities for the other three, the coal idea is still the group's favorite. They lock coal in as the power source for their setting. Gotcha. So, so you're basically just all getting... all working this, this At this point, yeah, it does not matter who draws it necessarily. I'm just giving you the, the four. So we should just um, make a pool of four drawn and then... Talk that's about true. It. I don't even really need to... Uh, Message yeah. us. It's very so simple. I, yeah, I like that. Yeah, the drawing yeah, mechanics so, don't need... Just to arbitrarily oh. des design it, uh, give it to oh, different wait, people. Uh, we'll say, Emma, you have the word clothing. Cool. Anish, you have the word um, emotion. And uh, Tori, you have the word shell, S-H-E-L-L. And Michael, you have the word music. Can I go? Ooh. Yes. Oh, I, I, I do have a quick question. Yeah. Sorry, uh, just clarify, uh, clarification real quick. Um, I think I misunderstood when creating the sparks. For some reason, I thought the sparks were like the actual power itself. They're going and to not be. not the source they, of it. They are, so this, oh. is, this is the first the first use of the, yeah. the sparks. These same sparks, except for the one we choose, like the other sparks are going to be put back into the pool, and these are going to come up as powers later. So um, clothing. Copy. Clothing, so I'm, I would really like for us to go like unique place with this. Um, and mm. for me, clothing, as soon as I heard it, I thought, kill a kill. Yeah. And yeah, so me part too. of me wants to like, unless we can think of something else for clothing to pull that and save it for a different one. Cause I'm just like, the power comes from the clothes and it's kill a kill. Well, let, let me also read some guidelines for brainstorming approaches just to keep in mind. So some of the questions that, that they have to to uh, inspire, like what, what this might mean is like, does a spark, does spark related exposure lead to powers? Does a spark related event lead to powers? Does a spark related item grant powers? Does a spark related birth lead to powers? Does a spark related childhood lead to powers? Or does a spark related training lead to powers? So any of those are possible origins for it, in, including the, the clothes. And so that's we four are selecting one of these. That is the origin for every person in this world's Yeah, yeah. this is the origin for, of powers in general. Okay. So that's to me, the I'm most interesting um, is emotion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are, are we what's thinking like... Uh, mine was music. Music's also cool. Emotion, well, I, I was saying emotion could be fun if we think of it as um, not everybody has these powers, but if you are uh, like exposed to a high amount of this emotion when you're a kid, then it could affect you. I don't know. Like I'm thinking of this as, as like kind of a metaphor for like PTSD almost of like if you go yeah. through a profound emotion when you're too young for it then you develop a superpower and i think it could be interesting to explore like how the different kinds of emotions manifest in different ways maybe, mm. you know because because I, th I think a lot of the times it's just like oh i'm angry and so that like makes a power but it's like oh it's like extreme amount of um and how like any extreme amount of a certain kind of emotion is not necessarily good yeah 
like, you know, happiness turns into something like euphoria, where you kind of like lose your, your like mind in a way or like anger, or like rage, like that kind of stuff. I think it'd yeah, be fun. Could be fun. Um, what could also be interesting, I'm reading the question, does a spark related childhood lead to powers? And when I think about an emotional childhood, you know, in the serious sense, it could be like, if you're raised in like a, a terrible situation, there's so much loaded emotions that come with that. And I think a really popular trope in superhero media is exploring trauma through powers. Um, so like immediately I think of like schools designated for people to learn how to get over their trauma or, right, and control their powers. Hmm? Or, schools, or schools designated to evoke powers from children. Like, oh, like, yeah. like yeah. evil schools that are trying to build super soldiers. I think it, that sort of world kind of lends itself well to creating villains because when you create trauma in somebody and it manifests as a power, they're more othered. And I think that can lead to more fear instead of the people who could reach out to them for help. So that is pretty interesting. Um, I don't know if this is where we would go with, like if, if this is the, you know, the purview of the game, but something in terms of like a an extreme something like a religious group or something like that, where their goal is instead of to evoke emotions is to suppress emotions and like prevent people from learning about, you know, things that might upset mm. them or something. Yeah. I also, I like the idea that, because I think this is, this is generally true. Like it's harder to, it, it can be harder to create a like profound sense of happiness than it is to create a profound sense of, whoa you know like it's easier to hurt someone than to build them up so like there might be happiness based powers but they're much rarer i feel like because like we all go through hardships in life it like if you're just going for building powers it's probably easier to like pile on hardships than try and create a like a loving wonderful place for someone to live because there's always going to be a little something wrong and, and these ideas are all uh, very interesting. And much like the ground, of ground itself, there's kind of opportunity to go more in depth uh, a little bit later. Let me read through the example just to give kind of the scope of what mm -hmm. we're looking for right now. Uh, Taj suggests superpowers could somehow be derived from magical coal. Aaron, this is uh, with the spark coal. Aaron adds that coal makes her think of caves. What if the magical coal was connected to cave monsters in some way? Max mixes the two ideas. What if monsters lived inside power users' stomachs and feeding them coal granted superpowers? Arlo really likes the idea, but wants to make sure the magic, the monster relationship is consensual. They propose contracts need to be signed with monsters to acquire powers from them, and everyone agrees. Yeah, I think that we do have, I think we could go over some of the other ones and see if, yeah. I would like to explore them. Um, music. I feel like immediately yeah. I think of like, what if you played a different instrument, got a different type of power? Is this the plot yeah. of Trolls 2? I don't know. I haven't seen Trolls 2. <laughs> But I, I like that, um, of like different genres. If, if when, when people sing, they become very colorful and are able to, uh, you know, be happier. No, uh, but um, I, I definitely think the instrument thing, but I also think something like kind of like digging deeper into like, like rhythm, like, you know, something where I'm trying to think of a specific thing in something like JoJo's, but it's like, oh, you're playing at uh, like jazz or like rock and like what kind of powers does that manifest in like you're playing on like quarter time, like, you know, four, four, or like four, three at cut time, you know, I don't know. Did anyone like play Legend of things? Raymond? They would have like final boss levels were set to music. Anyway, mm. um, I also, especially being that this game creator comes from a theater background, I hate that musicals don't get the... I just feel like they have so much potential because when you have a feeling or you're going through an experience that words literally cannot capture, it can only be expressed through song. There's something so like beautiful to me about that. So I'll go ahead and just plug in like whatever support for musicals. Like it, on a side tangent, the fact that the Mean Girls movie musical they are not mentioning is a musical and like yeah. trying to trick people into coming to see it and then surprising them with music. It's a little like, I wish we would just full send on him. Yeah. Anyway, so the idea that the way that people use their powers is when you hit this limit where it's like, 
I just have to burst out into song. I like um, Wonka um, is a musical technique. Stop that about, reverse it. When we think about origin for power, I'm I'm also thinking in terms of world building, is this something everyone has access to? Is this something that only some people have access to? So with music, I think that's interesting in like could anyone tap into power but you like you have to train yeah. like could anyone like that's i think has a lot of possibility to delve into later yeah yeah is it like a mom is like humming her favorite song while and it making heals. food and it heals <gasps> like her kids you know? just like mundane powers as well as huge powers like really Singing. extreme music yeah i i do enjoy that you're <laughs> You're singing to the birds, singing to the birds, and they like come and fly around you and then become your little death squad. Uh, I love that, as sinister as it is. Yeah. It's a Shrek 2 reference, I believe, or Shrek 3. Yep. Fan. Shrek, music? Shrek 3. Yep. Music can be so movie. manipulative, too. You know, like I think about mm. the use of music in like cults of evoking emotion that you think is related to this like mystical experience, but it really is just that music has a profound effect on the body. A politician walking out to like a full orchestra to like manipulate yeah. the masses. You know, playing YMCA. <gasps> and music as a source for power could be so fun for collaboration too. Like dis uh, exploring dissonant harmonics, you know. But um, I think also uh, something about uh, music, uh, like talking about manipulation, is you know people who uh, like get other people to write their music versus write their own music, or something like you know a lot of country music where it's you know some people actually have experienced like hardships and stuff, mm. and they're writing about that. But then you have you know these singers who are like multimillionaires singing about. Riding trucks and sick, having a tractor, but they sick Bo don't. Burnham reference, Michael. Exactly. Can I can I swerve for a second? I just want to pivot to like those questions about the sparks leading to powers. I feel like we have not given clothing the attention it deserves because fashion is such a unique way of expressing yourself visually to the world, and it'd be a cool way to communicate. Hey, I'm dressing in all red. Maybe I have fire powers. You know, so. I think maybe it's it's items that grant power. Um, like uh, we said, kill a kill as a reference, but like, what if what if it's like fashion designers control powers in the world? Like it's not. I don't know if like those anime references involve like creating power, but like, what if what if the arrow, like the stand arrow, is like somebody making a really good piece of clothing? I fun in terms of given versus created of like a lot of people receive these powers but I mean you could get a sewing machine and but like looking at I don't know the the difference in power there in terms of capital I, I've been trying to think about uh, I've been trying to think about with music talking about like what sparks that um, you know initial discovery development of power and I was like what if it's something like um, I mean, I feel like with a lot of uh, superhero stories, you have that inciting incident or something, like with something like Static Shock. You know, there's this big explosion at this waste plant and everyone breathes in these chemicals uh, and they develop superpowers or in misfits, there's the big lightning storm. Uh, what if it's something like with music, I don't know, uh, this, this is just spitballing, but something like there's a song on the radio or something specific that every uh, all these people are able to listen to and that kind of like infects their brain with like some specific tone or something like there's a specific uh my, my my imagining is there's like a specific note or like tone like harmony that like people listen to and that kind of incites it maybe what if, i don't know uh, it, tori were you gonna say something yes i was gonna say reinforce and celebrate that i do think we're exploring clothing atm i think we we can jump around yeah. um Especially because we haven't yet talked, talked about shell. <laughs> yeah. Shell. Yeah. Yeah. The first thing I thought of when I heard it was more like an individual's power, which it's kind of like, I don't know, some scenes in Naruto where somebody's power is to see through where the supervillain's actual motivations are and say that phrase that they need to hear that breaks through that tough exterior where it's just like, you know, you don't have to do anything to be deserving of love. And then the supervillain's like, ah, oh, like, 
That was my first thought when I heard it, but that's not necessarily an origin. I think we are going very meta with a lot of these origins, like very like everyone can grab it or like we can create it. Shell, I think, puts it in a, a like what if it's a creature, like a creature in a shell that grants powers. Like a conch shell or something. And the you know magic conch. Yeah, no, yeah, you exactly. You listen to hear, you know, the sound of the beach or whatever, or the waves, and you like raise the shell, and I don't know. Can I, I have a power to you? Like listen to the thing. Um, the idea I had, like, I love beaches, and I looking for, I love looking for unique shells. That's what I do. I have like a bag of shells right next to me. So, what if the power system is just, hey, there are special shells in the world created from these special creatures, and sometimes they shed their shell, right? There's a whole culture of people that search for the shells because they grant superpowers. So they're divers that search for powers. And like, that's just how the powers manifest. I don't know what the powers are, would it but be, that's where they come would from. Would it be a JoJo situation where the power is specific to the individual, but it has to be yes, exactly. unlocked? Yeah, it has to be unlocked. And I'm not playing, but I'm imagining a beach just filled with these shells and instead of the beach that makes you old it's the beach that gives you powers <laughs> yeah like but after a shell yeah. is used the power goes away so that's Whoa. what makes them so valuable right it's a very shells. like every shell is completely unique right so the moment you pick like one, one up it's you'll never get another power again it's it's this unique shell and i imagine people like carry it around with them as like a symbol of like who they are what if it's also like talking about if if you were thinking about like the creature in the shell, like something like you know they have the uh, the the snail uh, in Murder Mystery Night. The what was that specific? The spiral, um, like the poison. Oh, Emma, oh, poison? yeah, those are uh, real snails from I think Australia. Yeah, the, the it's the cone, cone snails. snails. Yeah, cone snails. The cone cone snail. Yeah, like what if it's something like that where you know uh, we it's also fun to kind of explore the creature. Like, you know, if you pick up the cone snail shell or something, you gain these powers of like poison, like control, something like that, like toxicity. Or like, um, and like, I was, I'd, if, if the power is misused at some point, these creatures are going to be like, okay, guys. And then like thousands of <laughs> shelled <laughs> organisms come up onto the beach and we're like, cut it out. Also, real quick sidebar. Um, crazy. I'm having crazy experiences with y'all referencing the murder mystery party as like a piece of media i keep yes. I need to, that keeps happening and i keep being like what are they talking about <laughs> I'm like oh shit that was my thing okay does it um so yeah you guys have talked through all four of these where where, where are we drawn to the most all you had great ideas for all of them i kind of like the shell one i feel like there's so much potential to develop a world to be honest but i'm i like all of them yeah I think I'm in between music and shell. I like music for the universe, like the the idea that anyone can participate, which I guess is true for the shell too. But I think that the shell idea that we had leaves a lot of room for truly unique powers because it could be anything, you know, like I feel like music, it's going to be tied a lot to genres and emotions of the song and stuff. But with the shell, it's like each individual one. Just podcast. I think shell interesting. Just podcast wise too. Like I would love to do music if we had access to more Ooh. production value and like could be like including <laughs> piano interlude and you know stuff like that. Whatever. So I mean, I'm I could hearing... have some royalty free music. I don't know. That's right. Kind of actually, from a podcast point of view, that's crazy. Like, uh, that's a lot of work go. for me though. Bingo yeah. unique podcast. Yeah. Um, I'm hearing. I think what I'm hearing is shell for most folks. Tori, you win the first round. Yes! You drew the card. Yeah. No, <laughs> awesome. Uh, okay, so we're going with Shell. That means, so I was wrong about the um, about the other ones getting added back. What They're going to be put in the discard. However, the discard can be used later. So uh, I will keep a track in the document of what our discard currently is. Our discard is just the stuff we have not used, which at the moment is, yeah. sure, music, clothing, and Wait, not emotion. Okay, now we can go into some of those excellent uh, details that you guys were, were discussing a little earlier. This is the setting details section, which is where we will answer some specific questions. Now that you have an idea of where superpowers come from, answer the following this or that questions as a group and help make sure everyone's on the same page. 
Some answers may fall between the two options presented, and that's okay. Take time to adequately discuss options and aim for group consensus, breaking ties as needed. One, first question, are powers in your setting innate or acquired? Are people born with powers or are they brought on by an external force? I think we got that. Yeah. The shells. Acquired. 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 I am curious, and I think that this falls under this question. When you pick up and use one of these shells, does it awaken an innate power in you or does it give you like the innate power of the shell itself? You know, like, is it going to match you in some way or is it totally random? I think it could be kind of a combination because it's like, there's so, I feel like there's so many different kind of creatures, like, uh, you know, not just snails, but also stuff like a turtle, uh, like a turtle type creature. Like, you know, if we're considering shells, like, you know, can it also be some other kind of like, like a crustacean type, you know, thing. Um, so I feel like blending that that kind of creature with your, you know, individual self could be interesting. Mm-hmm. I also think like, like imagine a world where like a mother is with her son on the beach and she leans down to him and says, now, son, one day you're going to find the shell that's meant for you. There's mm-hmm. only one shell and it's just as unique as you. Don't need to stress about it. It'll find you. You're right? like drawn so to like, it. Like maybe there's a spiritual attraction or people say there's a spiritual attraction, but I still think regardless, there is an industry that could be sure. like all about like, let's find shells, shells, shells. And can you, I think we talked about this a little bit, but just to specify, you pick up and like use, connect with one shell. You can't keep collecting powers or can no, you? No, I don't think so. Or if somebody finds a way to do it, it's because they that's have a, a big. They have a shell a that lets deal. them collect yeah. powers. It's like the JoJo Big yeah. Bad that gives them. Oh my god! Uh, they have this. They have like describing One Piece right now. I think I just oh, need see, One Piece. Oh, see, no, like that's describing yeah, part, like Black part, uh, Blackbeard part six. part six of JoJo. Oh yeah, Blackbeard, where he gets the dark, dark fruit, and he's able to absorb things. I was just gonna ask if One Piece is just JoJo, and JoJo is just One Piece, and I didn't know this this whole time. Sort of. I mean, I think JoJo, like, every manga anime that has a character that, like, gets a single power that's, like, unique to them is pretty much, like, inspired by JoJo's stands. Um, So, yes, we have the option where, like, each person has a specific shell. You don't know where it is. You don't know when it will find you. But that potentially, you know, if this world that we're living in is, like, whatever capitalistic i don't know then you might have people running like mining operations trying to hoard shells even though they can't do anything for them they know oh if this is your shell you have to pay me a thousand dollars to get it or something to that effect i don't know um the other option would be some kind of like maybe there are three shells of power that you can travel to kind of like a sorting hat type vibe and those are the sources you have to come and like either listen to it or touch it and that's where you get your power like i could see them excavated from like you know, those deep caverns of the oceans that we haven't quite discovered so, everything. Th- these are great questions and they are included on the list. So if you want, we can jump into one of these <laughs> yes, questions. Yes, we yeah. can jump around. Yeah. Uh, I, f- I kind of forget. Well, our, our power user, well, okay, I guess. I think that that might be source known. Uh, is the source of powers in your setting known or unknown? You Regardless know. of player knowledge, do characters in your setting know where powers come from, or is the cause of superpowers still a mystery being investigated? Sounds no. This is the fourth question, right? We're just jumping because yeah. it was relevant to the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like the idea of it being like we've talked about it as like what's what this world could turn out to be with mining operations, but what if? When we're looking at it, we're in early stages where like people are figuring it out. Oh. I was I was honestly thinking like what if like I think mining I I don't I I feel like for me personally, what if I, I think it's more interesting if the if the shells are all tied to like individual like creatures like a lobster like something like that but um but you know they're their own like the shells the creatures inside their shells are like unique so when you get the shell you're pairing with that what if creature or whatever so what if humans have nothing to do with it and it's just the the creatures with powers are like clams and crabs and stuff that's what i'm okay that's that's what i was when you let's do it or like are you saying the characters are gonna be crabs 
crab oh, people. Oh, that's or it's like you eat people. the that, clam and then you have clam powers. Do you know, do any of y'all know um, like his dark materials? Yes, I love his dark materials. I'm thinking something like like, like demons? demons and that. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think we're still Thank talking you. about question one then. Let's yeah. start with question one. I think let's start with question one. And Innate acquired, or acquired? Acquired through a relationship with a shelled organism. Okay. Yes. Wait, oh, so, so, oh I see. That's so what I'm saying. You become friends with a crab. And it bestows And it bestows you uh, Is this kind of like powers. Chainsaw Man? Where That's it's like, like Pochita? I didn't think about that. Mm. I also... When we've talked a lot, and this goes back into I think source known. I think we're going back and forth between these two, and I think that's fine. But um, the idea that you don't—I I like that the power is unknown, kind of until you've made the relationship. <laughs> like that, it's hard, you know, that people can try to figure out what power this shell is going to give, but you don't really know until you get in there. So like. I think there still could be like money around that of like get get a shell because they're not you know littering the beaches like get a power but we don't know exactly what it's going to be. And also maybe it's something like um, you know talking about like the money. It's like oh a lot of like powerful shells have come from I don't know this area. Yeah, like, and then you come get here it, to and it's like your power is now you can smell a wider radius. Yeah, you know like you can just get one that's like oh okay that's fine. <laughs> Sorry, I just Michael texted uh, the group chat uh, a picture of uh, Enigma of Amagara Fault. If you know that, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This this hole was <laughs> made. Oh, for this me. this shell was shell. made for me. This shell was made for made me. for me. <laughs> um, can I can I also just so we're clear. I want to understand the flow of this game and how things work. I feel like we have two different power sources as of now. Relationship with shelled creature and then picking up and finding a cool shell. Because like a shell, like you find on a beach, I don't think they have creatures in them, right? Usually not. They're usually, usually not. Um, I think they those two power sources lead to two different stories. So yeah. I'd love to commit to one. Yeah. The possible combo that I'm going to throw out there, ghost creatures. You find you're drawn to a shell, you pick it up, and then as you carry it in your pocket, you feel the pitter-patter of little crab feet. Ghost crab with the shell. So you can wear it like a necklace, but when you activate the powers, you got a little crab on your shoulder. Kind of like, um, uh, fuck. Like it's like the spirit of the, the animal, like the the ghost or the spirit of this animal has come back and it it manifests as your powers. It'd be kind of like awkward if you ate it then. Well, that's <laughs> you're not eating it. You're not eating yeah. it. You're just finding this cool shell. Yeah. yeah. Does could, a fossil count? That'd be pretty I mean, like cool. A, Shells are kind of are like fossils like a, like in a, like a way. Trilobite? Like they could like, be like really like a, old, like a trilobite. Right? Yeah. No. So kind of, but like the different, the, I think that this is important in terms of, of world building because fossils don't have any of the original, um, like physical material. They've been replaced by other minerals. It's just the shape and shells are like the calcium that the creature collected oh, yeah. for its bones. So is it held in that or is it held in some oh. metaphysical space? Okay, so catch. Let me just make sure I'm on the same page. The powers are acquired through interacting with a shell that was once inhabited by a creature. Did we say the powers in our setting are many? They're just not all like super powerful. Some are like. That's the next question. Are the yeah. powers in your setting few or many? Do power users make up a fraction of the population, or do most people possess some kind of superpower? I think shells are pretty localized to are you living near a body of water? We could say it's a society that uses shells as like building material. And I would honestly be fine if it's like um, pre-industrial revolution. Yeah, I think I think that works pre-industrial. And I propose something again yes. when I'm looking for shells on the beach. The the coolest shells are the, like either, in my opinion, the ones that are like fully intact and like have a great luster to them. 
So maybe uh, there's some really dingy shells. And like if you mm. pick one up and it has like a spirit creature and it bonds with you, like you're just stuck with the power of like being able to like levitate small objects for the rest of your life. But That's kind of fun. If you find like a freaking conch shell and you've never paired with a spirit creature before and it's like beautiful and pristine, like you can control like telekinesis and like yeah. launch cars. So there's different people. rarities of shells. And yeah. Think, and I think that we could we could also look at it as like right now it's few, but the potential for it to be many. You know, like it's it's not a infinite resource, but there could be a lot of, you know, like the the number could grow. Well, I'll say this. What if you find your shell, but it's broken, it's not intact, and in order to activate it, you have to find all the pieces? That would be like impossible. So let's say few people have them because to find an intact shell is like pretty rare. That makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. I think uh, another another thing talking about like intact shells, like something that could be an interesting like – you know, talking about like there, there are like half shells, there are intact shells, then there are maybe even rarer. There's people who bond with like a living creature with a shell. Like I think that could be like, oh, you know, the creatures like, are like so rare that yeah. if you were to find one and you were to bond with it, like you'd get the best power. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like I think yeah. that could be interesting. Cool. The I think that's shell. that's that's the mother load. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 yeah, I, I can just imagine <laughs> like 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 the shown like the shonen manga starting and our main character runs out. And it's like, man, I'll never be a big str- like superhero. And then like finds finds the thing. It's like, what? What's this? Oh my god! Now and then they're like paired with this thing. And then they this go is about specifically the kind of media that you really like, Michael. I think the the. <laughs> well, I also think it's there's something really interesting in like someone refusing to pick up any shells because they're like no i i have to wait until i I and then they're they're so weak compared to everyone else they're interacting with but they're like i have to find because you only get one like this the protagonist who refuses but like one day he does find the freaking Mm -hmm. hermit crab on the beach (laughs) you're never you're never gonna find a shell tanjiro (laughs) okay uh, are power users in your setting localized or widespread? Do they all come from the same city, town, country, or other locale, or can they emerge from anywhere? I think you guys kind of touched on this with the, like, beaches. Yeah. yeah. I, I see some travel probably happening, but, yeah, you have to at least get to this place. What about, uh, I, 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 again, I'm trying to minimize my creative input, but I just had this idea. What what if what if there are some that are, like, like you said different kinds of shells. There's, like, turtles. So, like, what if occasionally there's, like, a like a creek or something and there's like it's more rare but like someone more inland could find yeah yeah and there are, there are types of like clams like that are freshwater mussels. yeah in in the creek behind mussels, my house yeah. there there are tons of mussels and uh now i feel like that kind of tells its own story like people who are inland but near yeah. tiny bits of water have smaller mm-hmm. powers and the coastal regions have bigger powers yeah, cool that's fun. did y'all ever play spore Yes. Uh, yeah. No, but I've watched it be played. <laughs> it begins with a meteor like hitting a planet, and then what's in it are all these little tiny microorganisms and shells. So possible is like a meteor from some distant planet hit the world, and those were like the origin shells, and then like aliens move shells. into the shells and blah 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 blah. Maybe I like that. I'm always I'm always pro out of this world stuff. Mm-hmm. I love that. Super well, that's a good question because now we can go into the uh, known unknown question where, like, is the source of powers in your setting known or unknown? Like, they know that the shells do something, but they don't know where they came from type of thing. Or why. I, I like unknown. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think unknown. I like your meteor like, idea, though. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think known do in I terms of again? they know it comes from the... Sh- they, they know it comes from the shell, but they don't know, why? like, why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's I bet fun people speculate. Yeah. And then they don't know if it's a finite resource, you know? If you don't know where it comes from, it's like, could we run out of shells or do these grow here, you know? I think that's perfect. We nailed that question. Yeah. Next one. um, Is knowledge of power users in your setting public or secret? Regardless of player knowledge, are the general public aware of the existence of superpowers? Do power users keep their abilities secret from the rest of the population? Hmm. 
I feel like it's Maybe not a, a secret. I feel yeah. like you know, if if you if your little kid goes into the creek and picks up a shell and then suddenly starts like floating a foot off the ground, it's not a secret. Yeah, but I feel like we also mentioned there's different rarities, and so there may mm-hmm. be like people with crazy powers, and those are probably public. But then there also may be day to day, like you said, like oh, I my sense of smell is really great, or you know, I can levitate my spoon to stir my tea, but it's not <laughs> like you know, groundbreaking. I don't know. And I could see, I could see some people wanting to keep their specific power secret or like just imagining like the big bad wearing a necklace with a huge conch shell on the front. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, you know, I've got something here versus someone like keeping a clam in their uh... pocket, you know, of like you could keep it secret, but people know that powers exist and people might have them. I wonder, I wonder talking about like keeping things secret, like shell are all, not all shells are made of the same material, right? Or are they? I can't remember. Uh, a lot of them are, but I know that there's, well, I feel like we should look it up. You were looking this up. It's mostly calcium, right? It's just calcium stuff. Yeah. Because I I wonder if there could be like, like a way to look at a shell and be like, oh, it's generally like this kind of. Kind of like, you know, uh, you were talking, uh, like, referenced Hunter Hunter earlier, Tori, where, you know, they're the different kinds of NIN users, where there's, like, emitter, manipulator, all of that stuff. Like, is there a way to categorize shell powers? I, I mean, I, I, I wonder if, like, you kind of mentioned that being maybe by species. The, it, it says that shells are made of, like, calcium carbonate in the mineral form of calcite or argonite, yeah. but they're made... Uh, by animals, they build their shells by extracting the necessary ingredients. So if you guys yeah. are going with the meteor thing, the meteor could have could have fallen a long time ago, and <gasps> it could be made of a material that the animals are extracting their shells out of. That's so cool. Um, like but it's, it's it fell so long ago that oh like all shell creatures have that. That's rad. Yeah, I think that's a great way. Yeah, that's so. Good. That's that's sort of question for it. Do the people know that's the case? I don't um, think so. I don't think so, but Especially we know that, and that's cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so cool. Oh, I love this. Um, I feel like we answered question five about public or secret information. Yeah. Like, the yeah. big powers might be kept a little bit on the low. Should we move on? Are powers in your setting feared or revered? Whether encountering powers or possessing them, are powers in your setting generally perceived as dangerous or a gift? This seems gift-ish, but I could see a lot of jealousy. You know, why'd Timmy get yeah. that power? Why won't you share it? You're so shellfish. <laughs> 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 they could also, it could also be that I'm, I'm just fully diving in here. I, it could just be like also diving the, in the, maybe the, the more powerful power. ones are more feared. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I, th- I think, I think so too. I think that makes perfect sense. Okay. Rad. Cool. Uh, we I feel like we've got a pretty good idea here. Um, let's 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 uh, now that we've got our setting. I'm pretty sure that's the uh, the last section of the setting details. Uh, oh, there's a there's a mechanic apparently for uh, randomizing the order of the questions, which is really interesting because it, it can uh, ultimately affect the decisions you make. Anyway, we've established what we've got. Now we refine the genre. At this point, you should have the broad strokes of your world established. No need to decide every detail, but everyone should be able to give an elevator pitch of your setting. To the best of your ability, assign a genre to your setting. Based on all of your brainstorming so far, are you playing in a fantasy setting, a modern day setting, a futuristic setting, or something else entirely? Here's the example they give. Since powers in their setting rely on coal, our group decides it makes sense for the technology in their setting to rely heavily on coal as well. Max proposes steampunk as their genre, but Aaron notes that magic and monsters are hallmarks of the fantasy genre as well. In the end, the group decides on magical steampunk as their genre to capture both influences in their setting. What do you guys think? Okay, okay. There was a book. I'm trying to find what, I think it's a German folk tale. No, this is different. It might be Irish. It was called The Crow Girl. And I read it when I was a child. And it's this girl who lives with her grandmother on the coast and they eat little clams. And then her grandmother dies and she goes on, you know, a journey of a coming of age story. She looks like a crow. That's why they call her Crow Girl. Like she has dark hair. Um, And it, that's a like folk tale. 
So I, I would like to pitch like folktale as a setting for this of like, maybe we see morals in the stories or like the way that powers interact have like a lesson behind them. Oysters, clams, and cuckles. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, I'll throw out there. Nah, let me chew this. No, I, I think while you're chewing, Anish, Eat. you mentioned like pre-industrial um, kind of like typesetting, right? I don't know if I mentioned it, but yeah. Which, I think that's where where I was kind of going with folk. Where you're like it's folk. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. I think also one of my favorite, um, like, because it seems kind of fantastical, like <laughs> fantasy-esque. Um, one of my favorite fantasy series, Stormlight Archive, their setting is it's in this world with constant like rainfall and storms so all of the creatures are like they ride instead of horses and like cattle they have these gigantic crabs they ride on and like these kind of like creatures in that era um in that vein i guess so i i do like the folk kind of um maybe even kind of like fairy tale setting sort of like fantastical mm. with um because when you say folk i think of something kind of like a like an Alice in Wonderland with kind of like, like outside of like humanity, like stuff is kind of like functioning on these like big creatures or something. I don't know. I'm going to throw out, maybe the shells are most powerful near bodies of water. And so it's a nautical pirate world. But we did just do that in the last episode. So. Wait, we did? I mean, yeah. Oh. But I like. I like oh, you're right. I think yeah. you're going to. I could see Nautical searching for the the big mother load. What are you gonna say, Anish? One Piece. I'm. We're making One Piece. Um. Yeah. I, I'm having. I'm. I'm just so busy looking up folk and like all the tropes of folk to understand it as a genre. Um. But mixing it with like the nautical setting, I immediately think of like when you think of moral settings and places of discovery the the i think of like the odyssey or the iliad and like maybe if it's pre-industrial like you see those people with those really meaningful shell powers rising to power and like yeah like it's pre-war but like maybe there's a folk element in there because i think folk is something that's transmitted through oral tradition it's yeah. it's about um, I think it, I I think of down to earth stories when I think folk. Um, that might be a wrong interpretation of it, but in order to fully explore the idea, I feel like it the world um, has to be uh, adjusted to fit a sort of theme like that, or a sort of yeah. genre like that. Yeah. Um, do you have any comparable media besides this lovely story oh for what a folk sending would entail? Oh, I I think now that we've talked about it more, I'm I'm thinking of kind of folk slash fairy tale of like Little Red Riding Hood keeps coming to mind of like hoodwinked. Yeah, hoodwinked. Um, <laughs> Of like, and I think what I'm why I'm drawn to this is because anyone can pick up a shell. You have to find it, but like, and since we're going pre-industrial revolution, like the stories, there, there's probably there would be you know good and evil versus each other, but there's not like it's it's more grounded in like small towns or small stories of individuals moving through. Ooh. Interesting. So is 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 folk more the theme of the the stories that would be told here instead of like a genre or setting, or is it? Let me. I'm, I think I, there's a way to make it a genre. I think it's um, fantasy evokes monsters and like all those things. Okay, um, but folk I think implies like small pockets of people. Yeah, which local this conflicts. is. I'm pulling it up to review, and it does say in most cultures, there's no clear line separating myth from folk or fairy tale. Like it's all, but like mythical pre, you know, like 
early days. Uh, then can I ask? Okay, we have we have our fantasy shell powers. Does that mean there are fairies flying around as well? I don't know. Because I think that's what this question is asking. Like we've we've assumed a regular world. I I what I don't think like fairy like I I sent some photos in the chat uh, in in our like iMessage group chat because one of the, uh, like one of the things I loved about um, a lot of Brandon Sanderson's books is like. In the Way of Kings, you know, this massive storm comes through all the time. And so all of the creatures and, like, the plant life had to adjust for that. So, like, massive storm comes through. The plants retract into the ground so that they aren't utterly destroyed by horrible winds and rains. And the creatures are all more, like, aquatic and, like, shell-based. So I think that could be, um, like, how, how the world is, like, more um, based around. I don't know. I also, I just pulled it up to check... And, like, I, I think I'm thinking of folk in the, like, Studio Ghibli. Where, like, the I magic of the world... That. Yeah. Like, the magic of the yeah. world is the shells, but there's a lot of mundane magic as uh... well as these broader stories. Like, everyone is part of it, so there's little stories to be found within the... Like, you're gonna find the older sister character who does mundane magic in her house in the woods. Who's gonna gotcha. teach you an important lesson? I don't know. <laughs> Boy and the Heron, they had that huge like water, yeah, based world at some point. Yeah, I think the the reason my brain was struggling was because in a game where it's single unique power, yeah, you I... also have this fleshed out world with tiny other magics and things. So like, yeah. my brain has been shell, shell, shell. Um, the can I can I. Because I've been thinking in folk so much. Can I can I pivot towards mm -hmm. Michael's idea to explore that? Um, because I think there's something to be said to capture, like, the small town element. But also, like, imagine the world is filled with these also crazy shelled monsters, like Michael was talking Whoa, about. kaiju. Like, literal kaiju. And, like, what is a small town supposed to do against that? You know, that 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 feels fantasy um, in a sense, because there are monsters. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think you guys ever said that the creatures necessarily have to be creatures that we've identified in our cult, like, like the creatures with the shells like they could. Maybe they don't. Yeah. They aren't exactly hermit crabs or or the yeah. traditional animals we have in our world, but they are shelled creatures. So hypothetically, you could create any kind of creature for this. Yeah. Maybe that resemble yeah, my, our, our real-world creatures, but I don't know. Yeah, I think my idea, it doesn't have to be like kaiju. I'm more saying like it can be folk, it can be like a mythic type thing, but it's like everything in the world is based around shells rather yes. than like other magic systems. Which I agree. Uh, where it's like, yeah, because it's like, I, I think, I, I like the folk thing, and that's that's kind of what I'm going along, but it's but I'm trying to think of more how is everything tied into, you know, like like we're saying, if stuff is more focused on the coast, like how how does this world like is the world more of like a coastal type like island island world like water world type thing is it like um is there like well i guess it's pretty industrial but like tourism do a lot like people like live in the coast less people live more inland because of less you know prevalence of shells and that, that kind makes of stuff sense. that's that that was my that's what i'm trying to say yeah and i i agree with my idea of like mundane magic that all comes from shells Okay, cool. I'm with it. All, and and yeah. just like that, I'm right back with you. So, yeah, exactly. Should we say like a fantastical fairy tale, sort of uh, that sort of genre? Yeah. It's almost yeah. like yeah. radical realism yeah. in a way, too. Yeah, because even in fairy tales, there's like, you know, a mythical dragons setting. and like dragons and like big stories and stuff, but you don't necessarily, you have to go like looking for it, kind and of. For, you know? for us as, you know, creators of this world and what we've talked about before of like there's a meteor and they're gonna run out i like the idea that the story like the characters that we're gonna create today at some point this world will not have powers anymore because the resource will be used up so these stories will become myths and tales that people tell awesome. Love that. all the like in fucking lord of the rings the magic just leaves 
Like in all the fantasy stories, they all like just lose it. The last dragon's dying. That happened to me when I grew up. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Lost my spark. (gasps) Hey. Well, Well, Tori, I'll be back in... I'll be back in New York soon. We may have lost our uh, spark for this episode, but we'll be right back with this setting and creating some excellent new characters for it uh, for next week's episode. So join us for our second episode with the uh, the single unique power system uh, on a similar side of the table, perhaps the same one. Mm-hmm.